hi, I'm Edgar Townsend, and this is my portfolio podcast for English 2310, Section 4. Um, so, the title of the piece I'm going to read is called My Cousin Theophilo, and it is a memoir. I, um, I focused mostly on dialogue for this, um, and I tried to make it drive the whole story. I didn't focus too much on anything else because it's not the focus. It's not what you're supposed to be paying attention to. Um, my inspiration for this was um, I, I took this out of my life. This really happened to me, and I wrote it exactly how I remember it happening. Um, I chose to do this piece for my portfolio because it... Um, I took a lot away from it, and I took a lot away from the time that I spent with my cousin. Alright, let's get into the story. Um, I walked out of the back door into the yard, rod in tow. Heading, I headed towards through the backyard and towards the river, where my cousin Theophilo was checking the dock for water moccasins. Morning, mijo, he said. Since you caught something yesterday, I was thinking that we would head to your cousin's ranch in Beeville for a couple of days. What are we going to do there? Can I fish? I like fishing, I asked, not letting him answer anything before jumping right to the next question. We can talk about it on the way. Pack some clothes, and I can get all of our gear ready. Oh, and um, bring something warm. We're going to be getting up early tomorrow. Okay, I responded, running inside excitedly. Getting up early could only mean one of two things. We were going to fish for catfish, who were most active early in the morning, or he was going to start teaching me the skills I would need to hunt. The thought of catching a monster catfish was exciting, but hunting made me nervous. I wasn't uncomfortable around firearms, but I had never shot anything that wasn't an empty can of soda, and taking a shot at something that was alive scared me. As I put my backpack in the back seat, I noticed three black rectangular boxes sitting on the floor and my stomach dropped. I wasn't sure if I could do it. Sure, I could fish and I didn't have a problem eating those, but there's something about a fish that makes them seem cold and distant. Almost lifeless to where I never felt bad dressing one and putting it in a pan. Look, Miho, I know that you're nervous and that's good. A lot of your cousins have a different view on hunting than I do, and I think you'd be better off learning how to do this from me, Theophilo said, picking up on my nervousness. Much of your family has a more relaxed view, and they don't necessarily take the value of the life of a javelina or a deer as seriously as you or I would. Why not? Well, he said, our cousins are nice people, really, but they haven't had all of the same experiences that my generation and family had. My generation grew up poor, so hunting was a way for us to put food on the table. We took the lives of every deer, hog, or any other animal we took seriously because we had those animals to thank for our survival. As the oldest, it was my responsibility to help out with the bills and, more importantly, in feeding everybody. Oh, I understand. So it's a respect thing? Yes. When we get out there and you do it for yourself, you'll understand what I mean. 
those animals have just as much of a place in the world as you. And that's where a lot of the family disagrees with me. They see wildlife as just another thing to shoot at and eat. The rest of the car ride was silent, save for the sound of Ernest Tubb singing about his problems and Woody Guthrie teaching me about the Dust Bowl. Watching the river go by, lined with pastures and stands of pecan trees, I thought about what I'd been told and tried to figure out why there was a divide in the philosophies of the outdoorsmen in my family. They'd all grown up in the same places, around the same people, so I had a hard time finding a reason why they all had such varied approaches to the same task. When we pulled up to the main house on the ranch, Rudy, my cousin, came out to greet us and showed us to our rooms. We spent the rest of the day fishing and went to bed early, around 8, so that we could get up early and start my education. The next morning, we left the house early, before sunup, and made our way towards the middle of the ranch where there wasn't usually a whole lot of people traffic. Animals, my cousin explained, are a lot smarter than most people give them credit for. They manage to survive in hostile environments sometimes created by humans, and in many cases they thrive. I walked with my cousin along the single-track dirt road toward a small grove of oak trees and mesquite that he pointed, where he pointed out things that I should be aware of if I planned on spending any amount of time outside in the future. Look, Edgar, he would say. See how those oaks are grouped together so slowly? That closely? That means that when it rains, water pools there. Good spot to find hogs or white-tailed deer. How do you know the animals go there? There have to be other places that have water, I replied. Well, there are, but they aren't too common around here. Water sticks around a little longer when it's in the shade, and animals need to drink just like anybody else. Stop here. This is a good place for squirrels. Well, how could you tell? Just listen, he replied. Squirrels are social animals, and they talk a lot. If you're listening, you can find them. Let's get your rifle ready. The rifle was a single-shot twenty-two that was around, or that was older than the both of us, and it looked like it. There was no sights on it, aside from the irons, because if I couldn't hit a target without any fancy sights, I shouldn't have been using the gun. And what was once a beautiful walnut stock. He pulled out a box of longs and handed me five rounds. This is all you need, he said when I asked why I was only given five shots. We don't waste any animals, so whatever you manage to hit is what we're going to eat for today. Remember, you need to be quiet, because as soon as they hear you, you lose your advantage. Okay, I said, starting to sweat. Is it normal to be nervous? Yes, it, you always are. If you hunt something bigger or smarter than you, you'll definitely be nervous, and that's good. Well, why is it good? I didn't understand. Well, I think that being a little nervous comes from fear, and it's good to be afraid because that means you understand that in the woods, whatever hog or deer you end up tracking is just as smart as you, and it helps you remember that when we come out here, we're just as vulnerable as any other prey animal because if a buck decided you were a real threat, he'd get rid of you pretty easily. I found one. 
I yelled, forgetting that silence was my friend. Okay, good. Now take your time and line up a clean shot. You don't want the end to be painful. Now take a deep breath, and when you're ready, take the shot. For revisions to my piece, I did my best to clean it up and make it more presentable. Um, I also showed my work to a few people outside of class just so that I had more than one perspective on it. Um, one of the things I heard from my workshop group was that Theophilo seemed sort of uh, emotionless and stoic and a um, want of an explanation as to why he felt so differently about hunting from the rest of the family. Um, he never told me why he felt so differently outright, so your guess is as good as mine. But um, I, he seemed stoic and stiff because that's how he composed himself when I was around. He wasn't an emotional man by my account or anybody's who I asked. Um, I think he was as reserved as he was because he spent a large part of his life as a young man in the army and he saw combat during Vietnam as a ranger, so I'm sure that plays a part. And, um, as far as the difference in beliefs goes about hunting, um, I entertained the idea of writing a flashback about a confrontation between Theophilo and another one of my cousins. But as far as I know, and everybody who I asked knows, nothing like that ever happened. They all got along really well. He was well-liked by the whole family. But I think that his differences in hunting philosophy come from his time in the army, too. And, um, yeah. Uh, the biggest challenge that I faced making my podcast was, well, is right now, listening to it. Um, I don't like hearing myself talk, and I'm sure a lot of people don't like hearing their own voice either. It's just uncomfortable for me. And goals for creative writing in the future, um, I don't know that I have any. I usually write when I have to, but I definitely got better at writing throughout this class, so that's good. I, that's always useful, writing is a... Writing's a useful skill, so, yeah. And that's my show. If you're in my class, thanks for getting this far. If you're not, thanks for getting this far, but it's kind of weird that you're listening to a podcast that I made for school. So, yeah. Bye. Bye.